Okay. Hey, it's been a while for a podcast. And my goal is to do a short one today. So we'll see how I do. It's a, it's a summertime. It's July um, 28. This is a tough time in Phoenix. It really is. It's a status update on the weather. Got to have that. Dang, it's 92. 92 this morning at uh, 7.08. Partly cloudy skies. But, uh, pretty nice out. A little bit of haze looking out into the, the valley. And 92 degrees and a 32% humidity. So it's humidity is up in the morning. It'll, it'll probably come down as it gets hotter today. The high today should be 110. <laughs> 110. And, it, and it's just, it's kind of the hibernation zone. I mean, people from the, that aren't from Arizona, they're out having a good, good summertime. They're enjoying it. It might be, it might be 90 and high humidity, but you know, it's, it's got this, the, the, the mentality in the North is like, ah, great. It's summertime. Kids are out of school. Freedom. Let's go explore. And, uh, we kind of hunker down out here and it's going to be a lot of in the pool inside the house trying to, trying to get by. So let's do a dew point check on uh, 92 and 32, as you do. We do the, we said 92 degrees. Got this little app here that I can calculate the dew point temperature. And 32, and voila, click the button, 58 degrees, 57.9 to be exact. Is the dew point, 58, that's pretty high for us. But it's so warm, and Bud's going to get his walk in, and uh, we'll see. I didn't. Uh, uh, we'll see if we can get him on a short walk and get back into the uh, air conditioning. So, yeah. The, what is it? What's in this for you? You know, you know, delivering podcast, delivering content, delivering something. What's in it for you? What? I don't. I don't have the the method. I can't ask you what uh, what you really look for in this podcast. But uh, <laughs> it's walking the dog. It's dulcet tones. So there's so there are it's, there's a, a explosion of podcasts out there, and um, this this format I'm on the walking the dog is not going to be the the future, but it's it's my generational production of of thought the evolution of of my thought and the ascension essential core message will be about walking in the spirit so the brief of that it's it's tough because it's uh if you hang around a lot of christian religious people um it's not really well articulated and uh for me, the only way to do it is to just kind of follow through uh, what we have written. So I respect the scriptures, right? Um, I, I believe they're inerrant, right? So I'll go ahead and read them. Let's read them. And um, I follow the story. So I'm in Acts right now. And it's always, basically I started at the, at, uh, the resurrection, watch the, what happens with the, uh, 
coming of the Holy Spirit and how the original disciples and roll this out and then and God calls Saul, who's been persecuting the church, to, uh, to follow him too. And that, that changes things quite a bit. And then I just read yesterday the, the um, I made a connection with Acts 9. And, and Paul, Saul, is persecuting the church, Jewish guy, real smart guy, but uh, um, God intercedes. And that's grace, right? We, we know the story. But then immediately, I think it's chapter 10, I think it's right after that, Cornelius. So Cornelius is a Gentile, and he loves, uh, he's very respectful of the Jewish people and, and very um, respectful of God in general. And so he's, he's um, God has mercy on him and sends Peter to him. So in kind of a strange way, it's contrasting. I haven't, I've heard, I haven't heard anyone give a message on that, talking about Paul gets called, God's intervention, Holy Spirit. And then Cornelius' intervention in Peter. Peter uh, brings the message of the time. I mean, it is amazing, right? I mean, we, we're so familiar with the story of what happened with Jesus and crucifixion in the Roman Empire. And, and um, yeah, we can feel comfortable that we know the facts, but uh, you know, what are the implications? What are the, the thoughts there? It's, um, that's the other thing is walking in the spirit is not just about having knowledge of the scriptures it's about living through that and my sense is we've made it way more complicated so I have to unwind like 40 years of experience Um, I had my initial Holy Spirit moment many years ago and how quickly it was crushed into um, knowledge. It was crushed into, oh yeah, it's all in the Word. It's all in the Word. And it, that, if someone says it's all in the Word, it's like, you mean like these pages, these written words and thing in the Bible. And, and I, I'm starting to come to the conclusion that, okay, when we say it's all in the Word, it's, it's um, Jesus is the Word, the Holy Spirit is the Word, God is the Word. So yeah, it's all there. Okay, I can go with that. But that's how communication is. Sometimes we can say words, say things, and and they're understood by others, but we don't close the loop and say, are we, what are we communicating to each other? So anyway, that's a kind of an interesting thing. Usually when we say stuff, we kind of know what we mean, but we're limited in our choice of words and how articulate we are. And in a dialogue, we can always ask somebody, like, well, what did you mean by that? So forth. So that's all good. So in my walking in the Spirit is the core. For me, I need a, um, a process, so to speak. I'm like, let's go to first principles. What are the, the scripture? And... Um, and early on, I, I was already verse plucking, and that's probably a bad experience. There's many people that love scripture memorization, and that's not a bad thing, but it usually starts out with like, um, um, here's a verse, it's uh, got a concept behind it, 
for example, Ephesians 2.8.9, so we use this code. So Ephesians 2.8.9 says something like, um, uh, for, for by grace you have been saved, um, or by faith, by faith you've been saved by grace, not as a result of works that no one should boast, that kind of thing, right? So we memorize that and we go, okay, there's a principle there. There's our faith is, uh, is not based on works. And that's Ephesians 2, 8, 9. And we hold on to that and use it, as I've said before, it's, it's like a prescription medicine, you know? So, so if someone feels like, well, I'm just not good enough. Like when my, my, my dad was passing away, he's like, well, I hope I was good enough, you know? And, and so the, the prescription medicine is like, oh no, dad, it's, don't you know, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, you know, it says right there, you know, that um, our salvation is through faith, not through work. So, you know, you're good. And um, unfortunately, we just kind of throw these prescriptions out there and um, and say like, well, come on, it's right there in the Word, it's in there, Word, and so forth. So, my my views have changed. I don't find that as helpful because then it becomes a bit confusing on the history and the depths of what was going on. So, um, turns out there's written by Paul. And it was later in his life. It was actually when he was in prison, probably in Rome. So he had been a real busy guy traveling around the world at the time and um, um, bringing a message verbally, preaching, speaking, and talking to people. And uh, that's how the gospel was spread through word of mouth. And now we have these letters and, and so forth. So for me, I need to kind of go through the, the process of like what happened. The Holy Spirit came. Even the story yesterday in Cornelius, it just, then it, it does come down to what, you know, I'm thinking about the Holy Spirit and walking in the Spirit. And it's, I know it's not a, it just doesn't seem to be a common theme. Uh, in the churches I've gone to, and, and you know, they and I think they try to avoid being charismatic, right? So I'm I don't adhere. I'm, I'm finding that the Reformation and all these churches are not the greatest thing. We've done that the last 500 years. We've been in this period, what I call like the Reformation. This is my framework. So I look back and I go, well, all these churches are trying to. Uh, reform have the correct doctrine and doctrines or beliefs and so they 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 um, put boundaries around what's right what's wrong in the belief system and then they say this is defines us this defines us as Baptist or something where we don't believe in infant baptism and things like that and so they define themselves and they make themselves a little subgroup and um, and, and it just gets off track so I say the Reformation's created all these subgroups, you know, United Methodists, and even just the term Methodist is like, oh, there's some method to this, you know, I don't know what they, what they believe. Presbyterian's a little different. Lutheran, of course. Um, and so it's basically all these organizations, and so people seem to be attracted to certain cultures, but my, I'm just feeling like, you know, 
uh, there's no perfect church organization and and just the the giving off that message it's like a brand message like well what this is our brand this is who we are and then it's just isolating and we're better than those people or whatever i don't know what it is it's just frustrating so i'm trying to break out of that i am breaking out of it and and going with transformation i need to personally transform um and that's what i'm working on and how to articulate that to others because there might be there probably are a group of people that are kind of frustrated they're like yeah my family's gone to this church it's a family thing and um even roman catholic my, my views of roman catholicism have changed with my framework of hey this is not about reformation anymore it's about transformation and i don't know if the roman catholic church has that concept or not but what I do know with my father and his thoughts and he just he, there was no converting my father to baptism or to Baptist or Presbyterian or Lutheran he just wasn't going to do it and um, you know and, and and so I look at it and I go well at the core what does the Roman Catholic Church Church teach and it teaches the, about Christ you know and to me, I observe it, I feel like, well, they're really stuck in their tradition, like big time. I mean, there's, there's little pockets of Roman Catholicism that breaks out. And, um, but in general, the, the momentum of Roman Catholicism is deeply, deeply steeped in tradition. And I think some Protestants have actually gone back to the Roman Catholic Church possibly because they notice that the protestant churches aren't really any different there's no they may think that they're differentiated and they're doing their reformation thing and they try to differentiate themselves from that just because well hey that's what we had to do that was what the whole reformation period was about the whole martin luther and john calvin and all this stuff back in the 1500s this break away from the behemoth only one option church and so you know you adapt the us and them mentality like I had that early on like well obviously the Roman Catholic Church doesn't um, appreciate um, the views or the, the ideas of Protestant churches and so they separate so I bring that up because there's an interesting priest that just left the Roman Catholic Church named Jonathan Morris and um, pretty fascinating guy so he's and he's he's leaving the priesthood but he's not leaving the Roman Catholic Church so it'll be interesting to follow what happens or what what he what he does what he's gonna do so anyway shout out respect to Roman Catholics um, it's uh, something that a lot of people are familiar with and uh, it's a, a place but it gets down to we got to break out of our depending on religious leaders and have our own walk so that's where it comes back to the witty whiffum concept in john where jesus says what's that to you you follow me and um God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are going to, and they have enabled us to follow Him. And I have my path. 
and you have yours. And uh, the, the, hopefully the, it's clear that I'm never recruiting people to be like me. You know, I'm not, this is not about I've got it figured out and this is the answer. It's more of a call to permission to do your thing. Everyone has a calling. And um, I think mine is to get this message out of transformation and that this emphasis on reformation is time to go bye-bye. And it's not the, the dangers, the downside, or the negative to that is like someone might say, well, you're being an ecumenical guy and trying to bring it all together and take the worst of everything. And then I'm like, no, I'm not. In other words, the the people that can't see or want to believe that their denomination is is the king, then they can't handle the idea of accepting others who have grown up in a different organization. And I'm saying, well, I'm not trying to make them all equal and say it's all awesome and let's all um, sing kumbaya and stuff. I'm just saying, no, it's up to individuals. There's no, I'm not creating a movement of followers for myself. I'm saying. Let's follow the Holy Spirit. And who's, who could possibly represent and say this is what the Holy Spirit is saying? Because you can't. There's just the history shows that how diverse um, God has worked over 2,000 years. So um, that's that. So in the spirit of a short podcast, let me just leave it there. So what's in it for you? Whatever you're doing. Um, you know, there's a, a great big God out there who, who's um, calling everyone to follow him. And following him is not defined by others. It's, uh, we have the power to read and follow and get the idea. And it's about, not so much about knowledge and having the right beliefs. It's, you know, Jesus is alive and the Holy Spirit. And we're all screwed up. <laughs> even, and unfortunately, the humorous part is the even the people that think they got it all figured out, these religious leaders, and have a, they have God in a box and they got him all figured out and they know what, what God's about and how to relate to God. And they're going to tell you about how to, oh yeah, we know, we know. Um, that's not... It's not really freedom, is it? So, folks, uh, may you be blessed. May you be moving and transforming yourself and knowing that um, it's not about pleasing others, pleasing your religious leaders. It's probably not about pissing them off either, which is something i got to learn and grow in. But that's why, hopefully, you love this podcast and you love me. All right, so... Everyone have a great day. This has been a 20-minute podcast. Bye.